Welcome to the Gathered Podcast. In the Revelation to John, God spoke and said, Behold, I am making all things new. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5. Earlier, God called us, those who would withstand the tribulation, a new creation, and he gave us a new name. Revelation chapter 2 verse 17. When God promised these things to John, he was talking about the future, about the end of things. But Jesus' ministry on earth was marked by the making of new things in the present, by the power of transformation. In the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus tells a small parable. Matthew chapter 9 verses 14 through 17, Mark chapter 2 verses 18 through 22, and Luke chapter 5 verses 33 through 39. He said, New wine is not poured into old wineskins, nor is a new patch of cloth added to an old garment. Here, Jesus was saying that the old ways of viewing God needed to change in order for the fullness of God's blessing to be poured out. He said this at the time as a clear indication that the Pharisees' way of viewing and serving God through sheer ritual alone would not suffice for this new vision and blessing that he was bringing about in our relationship with God. Suffice it to say that Jesus went on to stand against the idea of the Pharisees' view of religion and God. And we see many instances where Jesus' teachings run contrary to the established religion. This parable was even uttered in response to a question about fasting. All three gospel writers place this parable in the midst of the calling of Levi, or Matthew, and of Jesus performing miracles. Both things that bring to life this idea that Jesus was depositing his new blessings in a new way into transformed people. For us today, then, this word's message is simple. God needs to transform you before the new blessings will fill you. Practically speaking, in order to experience God's blessings in your life, you need to place yourself in his hands and let him mold you and change you. The disciples were transformed by Jesus' teachings, and it was only when they fully understood who Jesus was after the resurrection that they received not only the Holy Spirit, but also the command to go out and spread Christ's message. They had to go through three years of training, and I believe Jesus chose these men precisely because they would be new vessels, once prepared for his teachings. We can allow Jesus to transform us by doing the same things that the disciples did, devoting time to him, listening to his voice, and following the ways of Jesus in this modern world. For example, when I read scripture, I ask God for guidance in applying these ancient texts to modern life. I look for God's words in the scripture, knowing that the words on the page themselves are only good approximations of what was originally written down. What is interesting is that the idea of God making things new in preparation for this new blessing is not a modern one, and it wasn't a modern one in Jesus' time either. The Old Testament prophets spoke of the transformative power and how things needed to be made new. Isaiah, in chapter 43, verses 18 through 19, writes of how God will do a new thing to restore Israel, something not seen before. Jeremiah alludes to God's awesome transforming power when he writes of his experience at the potter's house. Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1 through 4. We see that God throughout history has done new things. And so, when we want to experience God, we must turn to him and say, Make me new, hold nothing back. It is when we are made new that God can restore us to our best selves. However, when we receive blessings but our hearts are not new, then those blessings can quickly become a curse. Take for example the person who comes to God seeking something, 
anything. Not a relationship, but something. God may, in His infinite mercy, grant this person what they are so seeking. But rather than this being a means for the person to get closer to God, having been satisfied, the person turns away from God. The new wine was poured into an old wineskin, and the old wineskin burst. When we ask God for solution to the things around us, we should first ask for rejuvenation to face the challenges in our lives, renewal to strengthen our faith in Him, and restoration and transformation so that we might find ourselves strong enough to hold and effectively use the blessings God has for us. God needs to make us new in order for us to be ready for the new things He has for us. Does this mean that we should do away with our religious practices and traditions? Of course not. But as we've mentioned before, these things cannot be the center of our lives. We must be willing to listen to God, and when He is calling us to new things, we should be ready to be transformed to take on the new. In the book of Hebrews, the writer tells us about how in the new covenant, the old things pass away. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 13. When Jesus came, He established a new pact, a better one, than the one established by the law. So too must we be willing to wake every day and say, Today is a new day. I can be made new, and today I will be ready for the new blessings God has for me. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 through 23 tells us that His mercies are new each morning. This is in a book lamenting the fall of Jerusalem and Judah, and yet here we still find hope. Thus, as we live our lives, we hold steadfast to the word of Christ. Behold, I'm making all things new. And we too will strive to receive His new mercies. Thanks for listening. I'm Pastor Elvis, and we'll talk again soon.